Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Lifelong Learner with Matt and Janesh. Welcome back everyone <laughs> to another episode on a, we're, it's a very frosty morning here in uh, rural Victoria, it's about a negative three degrees. Everywhere I look, sorry to cut you off, but everywhere I look is white. There's clouds everywhere. They look like clouds. I guess it's fog. There's no snow. There's definitely frost on the ground. It's cold. It's not hot. Yes. Which, you know, for anyone who's currently sitting in summer or, I don't know, Queensland, North, Paul Shallard perhaps, um, little bit, little bit jealous right now. Mm, yeah, um, Matt's uh, huddled up in a ball, trying to gain as much warmth as he can, realizing that he doesn't have enough warm enough clothes on. Yeah, so your preparation prevents yeah. piss poor performance. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so, friends, today, <clears throat> um, today in Victoria, uh, schools are going back, uh, which is very interesting, and we want to chat about. So the last probably 10 weeks, 12 weeks maybe for some, um, in Australia, uh, parents, family, friends, grandparents have had to homeschool kids uh, and and do their best they can with what they've got, where now it's all, it's all changing. Mm-hmm. And I think um, that's true. Schools have done an incredible job, as far as I can tell. I mean, I haven't actually first-hand scene the ed- online education but I've you know got friends who are teaching from home and they've said it's been quite helpful the resources mm. the way that they've put things online um, I've got fellow teacher friends who have been organizing zoom content mm. um, so there, ha- there was teamwork around this new way of educating at home mm. but now that's done because kids are all going back to school this morning yes so it leads me to question how do you think this week will go for schools? Uh, will it? Um, what will happen? Will it? Will it go back to as if we we're at the end of Jan mm-hmm. at the start of this year, um, and it was just normal first day back at school, right? Um, or is there going to be? There is still some restrictions in place at schools, but what do you think it's going to be like? I think when you go to the local coffee shop on the weekend to get your coffee and there's a line and there's people inside and there's people outside and you rock up and you just want to get your coffee and maybe you don't use your voice so you, you just you make some assumptions, you find yourself standing out the front of a coffee shop waiting for a line to get your coffee and you realise that you're not even in the line because you don't really understand what the whole social distancing rules are. There's 12 people in a line, and we're all a bit confused. I don't know how to interact with people. You know what I mean? When you see someone you recognise or you know in public, there's an impulse to give them a hug, if you're a hugger. But then you're like, oh, I'm not meant to hug. I'm meant to your fist pump. Your... I think there's going to be a whole lot of disconnect, of confusion, of people second-guessing. What are we doing? How do we do this thing? 
So I, I want to touch on that, but I just want to go back a step. Did you get shafted on the weekend um, at a coffee shop, my friend? And you were lining up to be the seated line that with, with no reservation. <laughs> Somebody bailed me out. This woman gonna... actually opened the door because I'd be waiting out there for five minutes. And she's like, are you... Do you want a coffee? I said, yeah, I'm lining up for coffee. He said, oh, we're all waiting. We've for already tables. ordered. Yeah. You can just... You can go, go up. in. Uh-huh. But I couldn't get through the crowd of people waiting. Did you say, excuse me? Yeah, I did. I went eventually. I was, eventually, I made my way in there. But there's a lot... I think there's a lot of confusion around what are, what are, we, what yeah. are we doing here? It will be interesting today to see if, like, what is the norm? Hugs, handshakes, and... Is the expectation from schools of the teachers uh, to be a little bit more socially distanced? Social distance, uh, what's the word? Like uh, authoritative and going, oh, nope, no hugs, like the hug police. Like, what what are schools going to actually do there? Like, I don't think well, at lunchtime and. Are they going to have like, a, a. You can't have. Uh, like, kids are going to be together, right? I know. I think fundamentally they should be. I are you going to have are you going to have a CIT with a spray bottle spraying down everything every ten seconds? Are we going to have some more of these people wearing yellow, you know, walking around in groups of six, cleaning poles? They, they're called minions. They're min. Yeah. I like. Are we going to be spraying stuff every ten seconds? I don't, I don't know. And I just it already. I have a question for you. Go. Did, do you feel that there's already a disconnect between people prior to COVID-19? Do you think that technology... A disconnect in what? A disconnect in actual physical interaction, in connection. I mm. felt like there was already a need for more connection, not less. Mm. Yeah, I think definitely. I think today's society, they have... Uh technology at your fingertips right there's if you don't have a phone there's a tablet there's netflix and stuff on tv um there's all this stuff and there's new new stuff coming out that um that are dragging the connection to be a technological connection uh, i think now it's it's interesting it's i don't know if it's do you think it's now that we've gone 12 weeks without are able to have as much human connection, do you think it's that is going to go to norm? Or do you think people are going to thrive to see their friends and go, oh, give me to me in in droves? Mm. What do you think the mass, mass consensus would be? Well, when you think of education, I think younger people are already more inclined to be physically disconnected a little bit Mm. because of technology because of social media because um yeah because there's a pull towards the technology over the you know the physical interaction already Mm. now we're saying as an organ as an organization as a society that you know we need to disconnect to save lives. I think that there's a little bit of... We're already educating, you know, unconsciously educating, unless we are telling people it's just for the moment. But we're educating young people that it's safe. The only way to be safe and secure is to not come into contact with others. Mm-hmm. You need to, you know... It scares me a little bit. I felt like we were already alienated from one another. Mm-hmm. And now we're potentially 
to save ourselves, alienating ourselves more. Mm. We're starting to second guess people. We're, there's less trust. There's a, oh, that person might have the virus. I, I need to stay away. I need to keep my distance. I need to be 1.5 meters away at all times from anyone other than me. I can only trust me and my immediate family. Mm. I think that is a very dangerous idea. Mm. And so when they're going back in, and I don't have the answer, but they're going back to school now with this idea at the forefront of everything. Mm. One, do you think <clears throat> students? Well, I'm going to answer the. I ask you the question and answer at the same time. One, do you think the students are going to follow that? I think no. They're not going to follow that. Give it lunchtime, they're going to be in a huddle or whatever, right? Mm. And two, where do you think schools go? Look, where is the realistic line of policing this? Um, and how do we affect, how does this affect our teaching, right? Well, you, you're right. I think you're right. Kids, kids may just be kids mm. and not have the same level of um, fear around it. Mm. <clears throat> as well <clears throat> we know from the literature that we're we're reading and hearing that um, kids are less likely to be at risk but it, you know kids car- can carry this this um, this virus so mm. there is there fear between teachers and kids mm. so kids coming together are there going to be teachers who are a more authoritarian, more protective of this social distancing for them, mm. and that's nece- and that's yeah, understandable, of course. How do you think that's going to alter um, teachers' teaching styles? Right? How do you think they'll alter it? Oh, I, I don't know, man. Like, I think again, I think that disconnection is not a great thing. Distancing is not a great thing. We want teachers to be. Um, yeah, but realistically, you go into, say, a primary school, right, and you'll have maybe 15 to 20 people in the primary school, right? You're not going to be 1.5 metres apart in, in that classroom, right? So the reality is that within that class, every kid's not going to be 1.5, yeah. right? But how do you think this large gap, non, non-January summer school holidays gap, right, is going to affect... is are teachers going to go in like it's the first day of school today? Are they just going to pick off like it's up? Oh, it's um, no, we never skipped a beat, guys. I saw you last week yeah. via Zoom. I don't think so. I, I think I don't know. I haven't spoken friends. I'm not sure if you have, but are our principals are the the teaching community coming together first? And there's a load of rules, and they've been you know they've all been coached. These are what the things that. As an organisation, we have to protect. At the moment, we do have to do 1.5 metre mm-hmm. distances. We have to be aware of these things. Are the teachers being encouraged to practice, you know, COVID-safe rules? They must be, because mm. that must be the, the terms and conditions under which schools can open. But, yeah. but how do you think they will tackle today as being, like, the first day of school? Or just, just oh, it's another day? No, I think I would... If it was me, I would be it's we're you know we're back yeah right we're back and it's it's gonna be a little bit different but you know yeah let's do this whole learning Mm. thing it's um yeah it's interesting it's gonna be so they've got in australia in victoria they got two weeks of school and then they go on school holidays and it's um 
it'd be interesting, like, talking to... I have a third grader, and she's like, oh, yep, I don't... Um, part, I want to go back to school. Um, not necessarily learn. To see my people. friends, right? Yeah. See my friends, I think. So I think that's where students will be like, oh, I just want to see my friends. I want to see people, and um, and this is... This is where you see everyone, right? So, and I think that's important, don't you? Yeah. I mean, parents have been doing, you know, an incredible job of, of trying to keep some form of education ticking over. And I, I would say, from what I've seen of it, it's going to be varying degrees of learning going on there. Mm. From a um, traditional educational point of view, yeah, you know, the the five subjects. Um, but there has been incredible learning and family connection going mm. on as well. Mm. What happens to that now that they go back to school and parents go back to work? Mm. Does, does that just, you know, kids are used to parents being home and, and three o'clock they finish school, but everyone's in the house. And now what, mm. what's going to happen in, as but far as though? I, I think a lot of parents will be happy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There must be parents who are like, whew, I can go back to being... Go, me. Me? Yeah. Yeah, like oh. they were juggling parent, teacher, and, their career. and career. Yeah. So now they're going back to possibly career. Yeah. Like the kids, confusing, different rules, weird, trying to feel that out. Yeah. And back to an individual. Yeah. And also kids, uh, kids students, they all listen to someone um, a lot better. And we all know this, like... You'll say this for those who have kids. You'll say this to them a thousand times, and someone else comes in, says it once, and you're like, "Are you serious? You listen to that person?" Right, like, and that's the that's the whole coaching industry, isn't it? Right, like, so you just like, how is this working? Um, and I think that's like the parents are like, "You you're not listening. You're not getting it." But then when their teacher says it, they're like, "Yep, uh huh, uh huh, yep, okay, I got it." More inclined to to learn from someone who they're yeah. not as close to yeah and it's like the the rules of the of the game right I was like this is my teacher that he did teach me and i respect him right and uh the rules of the game of the parents are like you are my parent i i'm here to test your boundaries yeah. <laughs> right like and push your i'm buttons. here to teach you <laughs> yeah right so i think yeah that, that that's interesting i think it look it's it's a very very interesting time I think it's probably a good idea for them to go back two weeks then go on school holidays mm. as a little mini tester mm. how does this work how do we how do we navigate um, navigate the difference um, that we're in at the moment mm. and how do we affiliate that into the school so system? certain other countries right they've chosen to go they're done for the year like say talking about say northern hemisphere uh, countries that go into summer break in the middle of the year, right? They've wiped out school for the whole year. And they're like, you're going to homeschool till till July and then till summer break, right? Which is... Um, yeah, of course, because then they have summer holidays. Summer weeks. holidays and then go back, right? So... That makes sense. Yeah, and then it's a whole fresh year yeah, yeah, when yeah, they go to start. That makes sense. But I'm just curious to know how this will change the education system. I... I, I yeah I get you I'm concerned I don't want it to be an online thing you know mm. we, they built these products they, they're saying oh we're successfully teaching from online remotely mm. bullshit like mm. it's a you can't substitute online education for actually being there like think about your own education mm. some of the most meaningful interactions actually come from physically mm. being there from you know 
there's a on on the cross side. Do you think now that they've proven they can do remote learning, like nearly everyone, right? Some better than others. Certain parents' lifestyles work. See if they travel, right? And you go, look, I can't actually bounce from country to country every three months because uh, my kids are in high school and I can't. But now it's like, well, hold on. Sign my kid up to the online version. Mm. Um, we, we need, we're going to spend here in three months and we're going to go here. And as opposed to, say, one parent uh, going and working and coming back and spending time like, hey, we're all moving mm. for six months at a time. Oh, do you think that will... I definitely have... I've heard a couple of people say, look, that's interesting and would want to see it. Um, do you think that will happen more? It's like a it's like a hostel learning. It's like, oh, it's mm. a drop-in school. Where it's like, oh, I'm going to do three months in Australia and I'm going to do five months here. And Man, that's in line with my lifestyle. I, I don't yeah, know. but you don't like the idea of it. <laughs> it's in line with your lifestyle, but you don't like the idea of it. I Yeah, I get... I, th- I think that if there's... If you were living a lifestyle like that for a period of time, mm. the learning that the kid is getting from that lifestyle mm. is far greater than potentially a year of school. You know what I mean? Learning mm. from, but from different cultures and yeah. stuff. Throw in the fact that you could actually have teaching going on online as well, coupled with, with that, mm. might be a good model. But... Is that the answer? Are we going to move towards an online school system? I don't think that would be as good as mm. the physical interactions. So, but which which side of the fence do you sit on? Do you say, yeah, so like... I would say... Well, teaching a kid to be a traveller and doing it, but then lacks the, the certainty and the structure of, this is my class, these are my friends. Like, that doesn't really exist. You might have friends in this country, and then you go, oh, I'm going to go somewhere else now. Um, so, you're... Your adult self likes to be fluid, but mm. then you're like, oh, like some like their their certainty and some structure for the kids would be good, so they can see their friends, right? But that throws that out the window. So mm. you can't have both, Matt. You got to choose. No, I I think <laughs> I think that there's a definite argument to stability and structure that is required. Mm. But I think as well, every now and again, some uncertainty, some you know, is okay. To, what if it's like, okay, say, um, all, all of high school? No, I think that you've got to you got to put yourself in what's best for the for the kid, and I don't kids. I don't necessarily think, um, yeah, an online system and a travelling education for the whole of you know a, a chunk maybe you know as an experience as a, a unique experience maybe one year would mm. be cool, but I don't think you could have eight years. You know what I mean? I think if you have seven years of normal education and you throw in one crazy year of, of an online education system where parents are taking their kids to different countries to experience different cultures, mm. um, absorb history, that could be cool. But I don't even know, selfishly, that's the way I want to live. I don't think that that maybe is the best for a kid long term. You know, yeah. Eight years of that doesn't... Yeah doesn't work but a year what an incredible experience and learning yes and schools are now in a position to provide that service theoretically because they've done it for 12 weeks mm. it'll be interesting to see what um yeah what um yeah well next week or on the on our facebook page we'll put some uh, some comments up when we want to hear from other parents and uh and other kids on how this first week goes so 
by all means, um, let us know how your experiences go with um, being either students or or the parents and mm. um, on how it is. Uh, I just one more question, and then yes. let's wrap it yeah. up. But if you think about the way most schools work. And I know that the timetables are a little bit different. Some have hour blocks, some have 45-minute blocks, some have 55-minute blocks. Usually there's five blocks over a day or something like that. If you think you have, say you had, I'm just throwing it out here, maths, English, biology, um, PE, and something else, five subjects, Mm -hmm. separated by a recess and a lunch. You think they're going back to this thing the old system in a new way you've got to you've got to lay down some rules and help people understand mm. this new structure how much learning is going on logistically they're moving f- from five different subjects with five different mm. teachers who with five different um, you know teachers going to have to lay down the rules for each one of their classrooms mm. I wonder how much learning is actually going to be going mm. on for this two weeks I think it's more going to be conditioning and setting them up mm. for this new system this new yeah. way I definitely think this week, um, students are going to be a lot more tired. How many kids are going to be actually getting their books out and learning right now? They haven't seen their friends in 12 weeks. Yeah, right. They're they're going to be tired. They're going to be like, oh, wow, these days are longer because a lot more is jam-packed and it's maybe not as laissez-faire as homeschool, right? Um, They're going to be tired. I think this first week is just getting accustomed. I think it would be, it wouldn't, I don't think there would be much. There'll There'll be some. But not a lot. And teachers have got to hone their skills again. They've got to stand in front of 25 kids. They've got to have their classroom management strategies. They're going to have yeah. to deal with behavioural issues. They're going to have to deal with the fact that little Sally you can't has been just... isolated for the last yeah. 12 weeks and doesn't know how to interact yeah. with little Billy. You, and You can't just mute him. No. <laughs> You're on your Zoom screen. Yeah, I've got to go mute all. Like, you can't... I could imagine the teachers today in Victoria go... Fuck! I wish I could meet you now. Right? <laughs> I've got to remember how to how to play this game again. Yeah. How to how to not in a negative way shut you down, but that's not helpful right now. You know what I mean? They got to do the dance again. I don't envy teachers right now. I think this is a. Ch- I think it's been challenging for them for the the whole time. The whole, the whole time. time. But yeah. just when you start to get this whole online thing going, which by all accounts is a lot more work, and I agree that it must be because yeah. I do a lot of Zoom calls for coaching and it's not Yeah, I think it's the, not easy. The, I think the teachers have done a lot more work because they've had to do all their lesson plans and do Everything. all the resources um, that they know like the back of their hand, but they have to put it in a way online. so simple that parents can deliver the people that aren't necessarily teachers, people who've never taught anything, potentially have gone, look, how do I make this so simple yet effective to deliver? And that's a lot of work. And 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 they're trying to cater to different learning styles. Yeah. And and they're you know, wow. I think we've celebrated the um, healthcare professionals that have helped us through this crisis, and and rightly so. But I think educators have kind of. You know, they've done an incredible job too, mm. for all mm. accounts. And right now, there's a shift and there must be a huge amount of uncertainty and pressure. Yeah, um, for these two weeks and then and then they're on holidays because the last holidays, they were probably prepping for this. Mm. I would say that this is strategic and that teachers probably, hopefully, don't have too much pressure on themselves. But it is more of a, let's 
try and get the logistics behind this of moving people in and out safely, people washing their hands. Um, yeah. You know, and the goal is let's try and teach them something, but really let's teach them the structure of how it's going to work. Mm. So come term three, we can hit the ground running. Yeah, well, time will tell, I guess. Mm. Well, how about, yeah, we leave it there. Um, let us know your experience of, as, as a parent or maybe as an educator if you are, um, or kids, anyone mm. who listens, let us know how the first week of, of school back to normal has been. Yeah. Mm. All right, team. Till next time. See ya. Take it easy. Thanks, everyone, for listening to another episode of Lifelong Learner. If you liked our episode and what you heard, please leave us a review on uh, the platform that you've been listening on. And to find out more about us, please tune in to lifelonglearnerpodcast.com and you can find out some updates about what's happening and get updates on as episodes drop. Thanks again.